Okay, let's start like that. Hello, welcome to Read, Eat, Repeat, the podcast for humble readers and hopeful cooks. I'm Sally Kaloran. And I'm Alyssa Warren. And today we're talking about some fantastic books once we get ourselves sorted on the technology. Good on you, Sal. Sal's in charge of that. We swapped roles for the intro. We swapped roles for the intro and it's all screwed and I feel like we should do this again, but we're not going to no, because we time are short. one take wonders. Yeah. We've got some great books that we're going to cover today in the podcast. Lots of um different cookbooks and a few good novels that we've read. And first of all, how are you, Sal? Oh, I'm so good. We were just having a big laugh because we're dance mums. Mm. Uh, we've got some daughters. The most unlikely dance moms. <laughs> dance moms. And they had a concert last night and I was frantically calling at Lisa at 5.30 going, when does it start? I can't find any information. <laughs> like we had maybe 12 emails, text oh, messages, with handouts. Too oh, much of maybe. Course, maybe that's what I was. I didn't read the fine detail, did I? No, you didn't. It started at 5.30. Yeah, so then I couldn't take Sal's calls because I'd lost our tickets. So <laughs> it was like you were calling. I'm like, oh, my God, I can't handle it. Sal's like, do you want a drink or something? I'm like, go away. Um, hello, we don't have any tickets. Um, I was in no the car record. racing. I didn't even have time to try to Google emails because I'm like, oh, my gosh, oh, my gosh. <laughs> Where does this thing start? Anyway, we anyway, made it. We made it. It was lovely. It was gorgeous. It was so really sweet. cute. Really cute. Talk and about community. Dance is actually an amazing community yeah, of beautiful, not beautiful, like physically beautiful, yeah. but kind and love yeah yeah that (laughs) but no I'm saying that that is not my preference it's just the kindness and the community of all having a go and dancing Mm. and it doesn't matter if you get the moves wrong yeah there's a lot of that there I think there were some kids that were excellent and some kids just up there having a good time and maybe not so excellent yeah it's a really nice group actually and nice to see young girls up there just having a go yeah like now just everywhere all those different stories that come up on your feed about this terrible thing about girls and this thing you need to watch out for and this is how you meant to say and this. Sexting and, talk about. and this, consent. Yeah, it's just and constant. It was nice, really it was refreshing so pure to see and lovely just girls. lovely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, I've been thinking about you also and your beautiful dog Clover. Remember yeah. a couple of podcasts ago you said you wanted to get a puppy? <gasps> yes. What happened with that? Uh, it was a puppy or divorce. Oh, good. No, so puppy <laughs> went with divorce. No, yes. sorry. A puppy married, or divorce. Married or divorced. So Sal has puppy a or puppy. no puppy. Yeah. yeah. So well, I did think that I'm like, ooh, if he got the kids and I got the puppies, that would be a pretty good deal. But then I was like, you know what would happen? I'd have the kids and the puppies. So yeah. we didn't get a puppy. It still is on the cards because I just love Border Collies so much. Oh, but Every time um, I see one, I think, oh, Sal's here. Oh, I think it's your no. dog. And then I'm yeah. like, oh. And I also needed to grieve my dog. Like mm. I wanted a puppy to replace her, but I needed to mm. like go through the motions. Yeah, and I did. And that actually, I do, but it's fading. And I also mm. have, feel love for the dog that I have. Which that was also missing before because she was a puppy and so annoying. Yeah. But now that she's grown up a bit and she comes back when I call a little bit and <laughs> sometimes 
She, you know, I mean, a lovely pair of new shoes today that she's chewed the heel and the tongue out of one. But I'm just going to wear them. Also, don't have any sneakers, but yeah, that's okay. That's part of having a puppy. Yeah. Today, we're going to talk about some new books. Well, new-ish. Not really. Uh, a little bit. I've just read Still Life by Sarah Winman. And you have read a I've couple. Re- yeah, I've read the eulogy. Actually, they're all by Australian authors. Mm. I've got three books to talk about. The eulogy, which I'll put a copy of it on Instagram because my dog has eaten the cover. <laughs> um, that's by Jackie Bailey, who is an Australian author. Mm-hmm. Then I have The Bellbird River Country Choir by mm. Sophie Green, who's one of Australia's best-selling writers. Yeah. Um, and then We Are Wolves, which... Oh, my God, that is the best book. Yeah, I see this everywhere. In fact, I think I have it on my bookshelf for my kids and I haven't read it. Oh, so I actually bought it for Tilly who turned seven, but it's not for her. Oh, So it is, I think it's in high schools. Mm. It's like a 10-plus kind of novel. Have you read it with Sophie? I read it with Sophie, yeah. Did she like it? Absolutely loved it and learned so much from it. We'll talk about it in a sec. And then we've got some cookbooks too. Yes. A couple of really good ones. New ones, actually. A couple of newbies. Yeah. So tell me about Still Life, Liz. So Still Life, it's funny. I I feel like the further I'm getting from this book, like the further away I am from having read it, the more I love it. Oh, wow. Isn't that a sign of a good book, though? Because Isn't you're it? thinking about it. all the characters and yeah. so on. So Basically, the story begins during World War II when Evelyn Skinner, this woman who is, um, she's in her 60s, she's an art historian and she meets this British soldier called Ulysses and they bond over art, love and life in this really short by chance sort of meeting and then the rest of the book basically traces their desire to be in contact again and it's not a love story, it's it's a friend love story, if you know uh, what I mean. Yeah. And it. A frov story. Yeah, I guess so. Frov. <laughs> I frov you. <laughs> the story goes on for quite a few decades, and it's mostly through the prism of Ulysses' life and his assembled family of family friends. Oh, so not about Evelyn Skinner's life? Not as much. I mean, it does touch on it later. You sort of don't really know for a while what happened to her. I don't want to spoil too much because I do really recommend reading it if you like a beautifully crafted, written book. It's not just about the chase, this book. It is not pacey. No one gets murdered. It's So they spend like a lot of time talking about the lavender and the... Mm, Yeah, not so much like look at the and the shades of the purple it's not like that but it would certainly reflect on those things it's a book of all the senses wow so there's a lot of um beautiful sights Evelyn is a, an art historian and spy actually at one point that's kind of discovered and I think you know that from the beginning but they talk about artworks and I the way they reflect books. on that you don't even have to know what the artwork is I didn't um some people may but the way they discuss it and reflect is so beautiful during ah. a time of such sadness and volatility during the war. Did you find it hard? Because I tried to read Still Life but I just couldn't yes. get into it. Uh, uh, my sister-in-law said the same and a couple of other friends said to me, oh, I've read that book, you must finish it. Yeah. So I plowed on. I was on holidays so I could. I wasn't finding myself mentally distracted yeah. so I could stick with the plot and I'm really glad I finished it. There was 
a lovely feeling about community in that. You know I love community. So <laughs> there's this great um, bunch of characters. Cole runs the old pub. There's this beautiful old man who's a bit of the wise owl. Ulysses has this love of his life, Peg, and they go through different sort of heartbreaks throughout the book and they have a um, a little girl that bonds them together who comes along in a really unique kind of way and he ends up in Florence and it's okay. there that oh, how the lovely. book, yeah, you could really just settle in. It's like hanging out with friends on holidays. So oh. not really huge things happen but it's kind of like life where it's quite... How old is Ulysses? Oh, well, it goes through his whole life. So he's a young soldier in the beginning. And then, oh, I'd say then it goes through sort of three decades, really, of his life. So it's quite a long period of time. As as far as the food goes, there is there are beautiful references Italian. to food. Yeah, beautiful Italian food, simple pasta, caprese salads. There's nothing really overly fancy. It's just a beautiful, simple, great produce reflection. And it's a great sort of acknowledgement of what food is, that it's not just if I knocked up a pasta and had it here by myself. I mean, would I go out and tell everyone how amazing it is? Probably not. But if I had the pasta with you and we were having a laugh, then it would be one of the best pastas of my life, you know. Yeah, you okay. then might. It's very much yeah, about sharing food with others. memories. Yeah, yeah. I really enjoyed that and I've actually never read anything like it. It was a really beautiful holiday book. I would give it four and a half, well, four star, four really? star. Okay. You have to be in the right mind frame. Yeah. I would say read it on holidays, read it overseas if you're in beautiful <laughs> Italy or somewhere where it's warm and you can imagine yourself being there. I, can I tell you this quote that I read in a review from Washington Post? Yeah. It says, uh, it was a book reviewer who says, I'm not promising too much by claiming that Sarah Women's still life is a tonic for wanderlust and a cure for loneliness. It's that rare affectionate novel that makes one feel grateful to have been carried along, unfurling with no more hurry than a Saturday night among old friends. The story celebrates the myriad ways love is expressed and families are formed. Oh, wow. Which is exactly what it is. It's like being out with friends on a Saturday night, great old friends where you can leave um, or you can always remember those great memories. was it the kind of book that you wanted to escape into? Like could you put it down or was it a bit? At different parts I felt like I could put it down. It didn't sort of because I'm so used to now and this I guess we're just this generation of readers, it's like uh, murder crime, must solve it, cliffhanger at the end of every chapter. It wasn't like that and I had to get myself out of that. That wasn't the book's fault. That's me and where I'm at now. isn't that amazing? Yeah, but I did once I sort of, yeah, fell out of that. It was really nice to read something different and I don't even have it with me right now because I passed it on. Oh, that's a sign of a good book, isn't it? Yeah, it was just, it was a really beautiful reflection and a nice meditative book to read and I recommend reading when you're... Okay. Got the space. It's not yeah. a space for a busy Maybe time I'll wait in your for life. the Christmas holidays. Definitely. And then start it's a good Christmas present. Into it. Yeah. What did you read? So I've read um, a couple of books. So one is the Bellbird River Country Choir mm. by Sophie Green. So she's one of Australia's best selling authors. Yeah. Um, 
She's written the inaugural meeting of the Fairvale Ladies Book Club. Yeah, I read that one. Have you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's also read the Shelley Bay Ladies Swimming Circle mm. and Thursdays at Orange Blossom House. So I haven't read any of these, but from the titles, I feel like they have the same vibe as this book. I think the same vibe. They all yeah. look the same too. You would know them if you saw them in the bookshop. Yeah, they've if kind you of got a florally co- cover. It looks got- like a country women's association sign. Don't yes, you think? It absolutely. And I does. think that's the vibe. And it is. So it you're exactly right. Like I think the all the people in this book would be members of the CWA. Yes. Um and were all the women in this book sort of in their fifties? Uh no, they were kind of spread across, but from late twenties to Yeah. Seventies, yeah, that's what the one was that I read. That oh, Fairvale really? one, same. So this had five kind of female protagonists, no male. Though mm. there was a male in there. The choir master is a male, but everyone just thinks that he's gay, oh. and so it's quite a thing when he keeps having to say, "I'm not actually gay." Oh, okay, that's a rumor. So it's got the small town country vibes, which I loved. Mm. Look, it's a lovely book. It's got lovely writing. It's got nice characters and a nice choir. They sung a huge eclectic range of songs which she can actually you can download the Spotify oh, list while you to have it playing in the background when That's you're reading great. it did you give it a go no nah, but oh, I, I love should've. a background playlist yeah well they have everything from Kylie Minogue to Ave Maria so oh, okay it's very and I, I kind of had a had trouble getting my head around how they could be singing all these songs you know it's funny I felt that Fairvale book was the same I felt like it was trying to be too much yeah too much for every it was trying to be something for everyone yeah that book right. for me and I don't there know if that was the same men in you. the choir but they weren't conducted and I was like I would have liked to know a bit like about how their voice is constructed mm-hmm. yeah so you know they had a different range of people one's one of the characters just been released from jail. One's moving to the country with her daughter to get away from her meddling mother. One's an opera singer who's lost three notes from her range. One's an older lady who's just found out her husband's having an affair with a much younger woman. One who owns a bakery. They all have been similar that they've all joined this choir and live in the same small town. And they also go on very similar character arcs, Mm. um, like on a journey of self-discovery. They discover something about themselves. They find happiness and they're given a fresh start. Okay. For me, the book was just too vanilla, too beige and too lovely. Yes. Like I know what you mean after having read the other one. Yeah. So I give it two and a half stars. There was nothing wrong with it. There I mean, apart from the fact that I wanted just a little bit more spice. Yes. I can but also that might it was very someone. safe. Mm. It was a very safe book. Very safe characters. Mm. They all discovered something about themselves. <laughs> um so yeah, look, it was it was a book that I fell into bed and loved reading mm. and she sells a lot of books through it. Sophie Green, yeah. Yeah, she's a great author from all accounts, but I feel like and this is totally not fair of me to say it because I haven't read the others, but I feel like she's got her genre. Yes. This is what she does. Yes. It's yes. Like a bit but and but to be fair, there must be pe- like, People like reading those you books. Love so they them. Sort of tune out. It's lovely. I don't want anything too challenging. Yeah. I don't want to meet outrageous I want characters who are deeply from the flawed. News of the mm. world. Yeah. I want to like they're really interesting. Yeah. Nice people. Yeah. 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 So that was one of the ones I've read. Mm. Another one I read was the eulogy 
So this mm, is by another like Australian I keep author. Seeing this book everywhere. Are you? Yeah. Oh my gosh, I really liked it. Do you know what's funny though? So you said about still life. Is I read this maybe three months ago, two mm. months ago. I can't actually remember mm. all the characters in it. Right. But and you so loved it. I loved it. So when I finished it, I gave it four out of five stars. But now it's been a bit of a time. Oh, okay. I had to, and this maybe just says like my memory is ridiculous. Mm-hmm. I had to flick through it and go, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Mm-hmm. That is what happened. Um, but would the, you still give it four and a what did no, you say? I think What's I'd it? give it three and a half stars oh, because it's not as memorable as I wanted. Maybe that's just because I've had a big reading month yeah. and I've read back to back. Isn't that funny? Because I felt the opposite about Still Life. Yeah. When I finished it, I was like, mm, three and a half. But now the fir- the longer time goes on, I'm like, oh, you must read that book. It's really good. I remember. Yeah. Yeah. Funny. So mm. this book, um, it's about. It's read by Jackie Bailey, who actually is a funeral director. So she really knows about writing a eulogy. Mm. So it's got in the back jackiesfunerals.com.au. Okay. And she's part of this Picaluna Professional Funeral Network, which is committing to offering funerals with no hidden costs. So I had a look on the website. It says casket. Three and a half thousand dollars. This, this. So it's demystifying the funeral process and not lumping people, families that are grieving with huge unexpected costs at the end of it. So she's actually really um, changing up the funeral industry. And I Where loved she the premise of this book. She lives on the South Coast. Oh, okay, great. So I think New, New Wollongong. Oh, yeah, New South Wales, South wow, Coast. Um, Might have made that up. So she's writing books and directing funerals. And yeah. She'd be pretty busy. Yeah, I know. But I think she's <laughs> just got a real interest in it. And so reading this, the whole premise of the book I found so fantastic. So she's writing a eulogy for someone. It's a mystery. So you have to keep reading to find out who it is. Mm-hmm. Um, and she goes through how to write a eulogy systematically. So um, the second chapter is kind of like starting with, with the ancestry work um weave a little bit into your narrative some tales of the deceased ancestors that kind Mm. of thing so there's a little bit of um breaking down the eulogy and then through that you find out what's happened you know that something's happened it deals with um chronic illness in a family Mm -hmm. which I found actually a little bit confronting uh and there's this beautifully written um and the eulogy frames the story, which I thought was really clever. My only complaint, and I don't know if this is fair, you can tell me, but there's a lot in there to discuss. It's like this is her first novel and she's put everything into it. Right. So, so she wants to unpack all the big issues. All of them. And I almost <laughs> think that she could have done without some of the issues right at the end, even though I was sobbing when I was reading it. It was really, really emotional. Mm-hmm. But So there's child sex abuse, there's stillbirth, there's intergenerational family abuse there's war there's child sex trafficking there's grief suicide chronic illness in the family setting memory love and loss I felt like was even though it all came together in the end and it was so beautiful I was just like it's a lot yeah it's a lot of experience but she probably lives that every day as a funeral director but we don't so perhaps she is coping with that level of hugeness that we and through writing the eulogy and like looking at the ancestry she goes back and looks into her 
mum and her dad's life and why they might have been like that. So it does unpack this intergenerational trauma. Look, I think it was a great book. Um, It was set in Australia, which I love. So it starts out in southeast Queensland. It's warm and muggy and kind of sweaty, like the vibe of the book. book. set in Australia. Yeah. Yeah. And then she travels. Such an affinity with the book already. Yeah, Mm. down to Canberra and then she's in Crookwell. Um, Oh, wow, okay. Yeah, there's not a lot of food, but that is also, um, it is part of the book, the food that is in there because the grieving family is so at odds with each other and is so in distress. Food would bring the family together Mm. and it's not part of the book because this family is... They don't break bread together. They don't. Mm. They don't break bread. They don't have these conversations Mm. um, and... I think that it was really fitting that there actually wasn't in a food any food because this is a family that's broken and shattered and hurting Mm. and so they're forgiven for not having food in it because it would be weird like there there isn't the only time I've seen food like that in a book where people eat alone was that Sally Rooney book beautiful world where are you yeah but they're 20 and they're doing things like having a wine and some chewy yeah, right. Yes. Well, interesting in Bellbird River Country Choir, I didn't notice the food so much, but they did drink a lot of wine. Yeah. Yeah. So, well, wine that's sort of like of a telling. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Sort of. But no, I really I did. Now I feel like I've been talking about it and it's very present. It actually reminded me a bit of Hilde Hinton's book, which oh, I yeah, you loved that yeah, one. Yeah, A Solitary Walk on the Mood. In that, it's very clever writing because it confronts grief and family abuse and the narrative arc is at first lighthearted and funny and draws you in and then it becomes more serious and ultimately leaves you heartbroken mm. towards the end. Mm. So you're kind of going into going, oh, my gosh, this is such great writing, this is really interesting, this is a great read and then you're like, oh, wow, this yeah. hurts. Yeah. yeah. Oh, good review, Sal. Yeah, thanks. Very insightful on that book. No, I really did love it. Um, then the other book that I read, do you want me to keep talking? Yeah, tell us like, about that. I would, because I, this has been on my kids' bookshelf and I've been meaning to read it, We Are Wolves. We Are Wolves. So it's written by another Australian author, Katrina Nanestead. Mm. I don't know if you say that. Um, but she... She grew up in country New South Wales, uh, she says, in a neighbourhood stuffed full of happy children. And then her adult years were spent raising boys, teaching, daydreaming and pursuing her love of stories. Mm. She now lives um, on a hillside in central Victoria with her husband, a silly whippet called Olive and a bold magpie called Otto. And Otto is one of these characters. It's a kid's book. Uh, It was shortlisted for the Children's Book of the Year Awards. This isn't her first book. She's read another one that my sister's a librarian and that she said I must read mm. the other one as well. But it is... Is that the rabbit soldier? Yeah, that's yes. it. Yes. yes. She said that's brilliant as well. So I will go and read that. But the thing I loved about this is I read it with my nine-year-old daughter and she had so many questions along the way. Mm-hmm. So it is the eyes of the it's about war through the eyes of a child Mm. so they're German children um they start with the propaganda they're idolizing Hitler and hating the Russians and then there's a shift when they actually think Hitler is a slug and they're saying this um it's very sad they're separated by their mum and then they're kind of left in the woods to fend by themselves yeah these are kids and she's looking after her little baby 
her brother, her younger brother, and then her baby daughter who's in nappies and she toilet trains oh, wow. her and they survive on slugs, which you shouldn't eat, yeah. um, oh, and, you know, catching fish and it is a desperate tale of survival and war. And this is – I'm going to give my first five out of five stars. Really? Yep. It sounds quite similar to the Morris Gleitzman set, you know, Once, Then, Now, you know oh, that series? Yeah, I haven't read them. Well, it's pretty much uh, Felix is the main character and it tracks along and he makes friends along the way basically. Yeah. And he is from Poland, uh, I'm pretty oh, sure. Yeah, right. And it just sort of yeah tracks his life during the war and it's the same kind of pilgrimage they make and it's oh, really yeah. terribly sad but really important to read those stories with your kids so important yeah. so we have I've never talked about Hitler and no, there's no avenue to really do yeah. it unless you are Jewish or it's part of your family yeah, history but we've had we've had huge talks about mm. the second world war and what what it was like for these children mm. um also it looks at Russian soldiers as being evil and then they met these beautiful mm. Russian soldiers that saved them mm. and that helped them mm. and also the mateship of meeting other children in the forest and just survival. Yeah. It is such a good what book. A it's such an author. important book. Yeah. Yeah, and um, it is just desperately sad. I cried so much and, um, yeah. like, my nine-year-old was like, Mummy, you okay? Because yeah. <laughs> like, I'm reading it from a mum's perspective mm. and she's reading it from a kid's perspective. Oh, my gosh, yeah, it's so good. So I think it's so important to read this to your kids yeah. um, and then discuss it. I don't know, like, I've seen it in libraries in high schools. It's the kind of book that I feel like if you see your kid reading it, you should have a conversation about yeah, it. Yeah, you do. And I feel like that with the Morris Gleitzman one. You yeah. Really have to. Some yeah, you com- read that to your kids, didn't you? Yeah, yeah, we read that as a yeah. family. Boy in the Striped Pajamas. Someone yeah, told me their son was one. reading it. I was like, you probably need to read it with them because it's Yeah, or at least check in on them. And yeah. To yeah, understand so much knowledge, and, the- and Soph would say, "What does this word mean? What does that mean?" Yeah, and so, um, yeah, and we we're both really affected by mm. it. You know, they say if you read those kind of books and you talk about, they also say it about geography as well. If you talk yeah. about those, well, this things, is set in East Prussia, yeah, where we looked it up on the map, yeah. and then we. If you talk about those things as part of your family, then your children are more inclined to study those subjects in high school. Really? Yeah, because they've already been exposed to it. Wow. Mm. Well, because she kept saying, okay, who owns this now? And I'm like, oh, just I'm going to look that up. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Just stand by. Yes. <laughs> okay. Uh, Siri. <laughs> yeah. really oh, that's fantastic. great. Awesome. Yep, loved it. It also reminded me of that fabulous book, Lenny's Book of Everything. Yeah, that's a great book. Yeah. I love that too. So The further I get from that book, the more I love it as same well. Same too. Mm. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to read to it again. Well, uh, I've hit up a couple of cookbooks. Yeah, tell and so me have you. about them. So this book here is called The Joy of Better Cooking by Alice Zaslavsky. It has quite a lurid cover, doesn't it? It's such a beautiful looking book. I love a beautiful looking cookbook. It's just really pretty. I love all the hot pinks and stuff. So she's quite a famous cook. She has been. I reckon she's on TikTok by the look on her cover. She is definitely a TikTok kind of, kind of vibe going on there she's got quite a big following I think she's on the ABC quite a bit and she's self-described as the friendliest voice in Australian food and she actually is you do feel quite like you're being 
handheld through this cookbook. It's quite a unique cookbook, Sal. I don't know if it's for you. However, I tell you who it is for. If you don't know really how to cook or you don't have much confidence oh, so it's in like for an early cook. Yeah, so if you're still like just scrambling basic eggs. Or you don't really know how to what things to put with avocado. If you're always oh, just doing like lemon and home, oil, you might give them this book. You definitely would. It's yeah, a really great. nice gift to give someone that you love who probably needs to I don't know. Yeah, grow up a bit or just (laughs) needs a bit of hand holding in the kitchen. So there's a few beautiful recipes in here, like this one here, Sal. This is a bunch of different ways to cook avocado. Yum. Um, There's this really good deviled tuna egg sandwiches. Oh, really? Gross. I like. Imagine uh, that in the school lunchbox. I like egg with the curry powder. You have no friends. Yeah. Didn't you have tuna sandwiches at school? Didn't you say that once here? No, tabbouleh sandwiches. Weird. (laughs) There's a great chapter on zucchini pickles. I really liked that. I loved all this stuff about zucchini. She talks about roast zucchini with buttercrumbs and how to make it a meal rather than a side. I really liked that. There was. I need help how to do that. There's a beautiful, not quite miswas. Is that what you call it? Miswa, hey, yeah. Miswa salad. Think, oh, I'm not an expert. And it's got some nice sort of pre-information about how to make things. Oh, how to, God, that looks good. Looks really good. And she puts things in there about how, what to substitute if you don't have that kind of thing or you, you don't like oh, fish. I love a substitution. Like, so there's a subs. She calls it subs. And then there's another one called like. There's a tips and there's a recipe riffs, which is like if you don't have zucchini, this is how you do it with pumpkin, which is quite cute. That's awesome. That's why it's a helpful book. And that's what you also need in your share house because you're like, I cannot be asked going to the shops. I've had 17 wines. Yeah. And she has a beautiful – anyway, it's got a really lovely vibe. The premise of the book is it goes from easy to hard. So that's pretty – each chapter, so the beginning, it is eggs and avocado on toast. By the time you get further down the track, look, there's no sort of like roasting barramundi, not that I could see, but it's all pretty accessible kind of veggies and Yeah, food. awesome. Yeah, it's a good gift if you were looking for someone who needed that kind of thing, maybe at the end of the year needs a bit of inspo, needs a bit of help throwing some things together. Yeah, I liked it. The Joy of Better Cooking. What did you read? So I read this Fabulous book. Not, I didn't read it, but I. Oh, it's um, pretty. Oh, it's so good. So it's called Persiana. Persiana? Hmm. Per, it's I from Persia. So. Yeah. Uh, and the author is Sabrina Gayul. This is not helpful. Oh my gosh. It's not helpful <laughs> at all. It. How do you spell it? Jeez. So she's an Iranian born, self taught home cook turned chef. But she's oh, written, wow. this is not her first radio. So yeah. she's got one, two, three, four, five other books. <laughs> um, God, I'm really not doing this justice, which is terrible. So she's got a cookbook called Persiana. Mm. And then this is the simpler version. So this is Persiana every, every day. day. Ah, I was so, wondering why it was called that. So when you look at the cover, which I absolutely, it's so gorgeous. And these, this is in emblematic of the recipes inside so it's got um pomegranates and chilies and pistachio nuts and lots of like fennel and delicious herbs really flavorsome I've cooked so this is an ultimate ultimate tuna salad which I feel like I do this anyway but it's got like a celery stick red onion chili flakes nigella seeds um coriander mayonnaise and then some toasted sourdough. So Yum. hers kind of, well, it's so good. And then her recipes, it's got like 
um, fig, beetroot, goat's cheese, chili and walnut salad. Mm. Or they've got a jeweled tomato salad, which is just a simple tomato salad but with pomegranates yeah, and yeah. different herbs like Sometimes mint. Sometimes you just and, need a bit of inspo yeah. like that. Mix it up. Like I just putting mint old. and coriander instead of lettuce. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Then she does like a chorizo bake with potato, sweet corn, tomato and onion and a tray bake. And they she cooks this. She has this amazing recipe which I try which is a Bloody Mary spatchcocked chicken. Mm. Then she's got lamb shawarma. Oh, yum. So yummy. Oh, and these chewy pistachio bites. So there's three ingredients. Mm. This is like a biscuit kind of sweet after dinner yeah. tack. Um, snack. Yeah. Did I you said, finish your word? I said tack. You, you could have a tack too. Taste. <laughs> taste and snack um <laughs> so it's got one egg white and then it's got 100 grams of icing sugar oh. and 100 grams of pistachio oh nuts oh my goodness that's almost like nougat like, yeah like a meringue oh. oh so good just for like a little taste Yum. um it is such a good book in fact i've had it on my uh coffee table my mother-in-law came and was taking photos of all the recipes mm. on her phone and then she goes oh i'm just gonna go buy it no <laughs> That's the sign of a good book. I know. Oh, that's like awesome. it's got um, Look at that leg of lamb. A souk spiced leg of lamb. Oh, yum. Oh, really good. I feel good. like I need to mix this up a bit. I only sort of use the. Do you know what? Sometimes those things are expensive to cook with, though, like pomegranates and pistachios. And I know, maybe one that's pomegranate why I don't is $8 at the moment. Is it? Yeah. I know. Oh. So you've got to get them in season and then freeze them, yeah. get all the seeds out and freeze yeah, the seeds. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, it is oh, that's great, Sal. amazing cook book. Can I tell you I'm so excited? Something that I've read that's the complete opposite of that before we go. <laughs> yes. I get I sign up to taste.com. You know that like Oh yeah, yeah. It's changed though. I thought it used to be really good recipes. Now it's like just a shitload of condensed milk <gasps> with some cocoa. Slice. That's a slice. <laughs> No, with some like buy some digestives. Yeah, yeah. And (laughs) mash them in the bottom of the tin. Yeah, do you remember them? Yeah. Okay, so but I'm still on the email. Can I tell you about the latest one they just got? And it's actually genius. It's a pancake shaker zucchini slice. Ooh. So you get Okay, talk me through that. So you get just all the things you put in a zucchini slice, like you know, a bit of bacon, zucchini, cheese, whatever. Then pancake shaker. You know, you put the water in it, yeah. you just pour that over the top and you just chuck it in the oven. What? Like actual pancake? Yeah, and you don't take – once you put the veggies in it, apparently don't even taste the sweetness. Really? Yeah, that's what people are cooking for dinner out there. Oh, that that sounds gross. <laughs> oh, oh, yuck. I'm going to make it for you. You won't even know. Oh, how to ruin some nice zucchini slice. I thought you were going to say how to ruin some nice shaker pancakes. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> Well, I think we're out of time. We are. Thanks so much for coming along and we being love part you guys. of it. Yeah, You're amazing. Been, been really good fun today. So, Happy reading. Yeah. Go get Where All Wolves and the Eulogy. And summer's coming up, so we'll have to pick up some good books to read over the summer yeah, break too. Exactly. Some good cooking ones as well. We'll keep reading and cooking and talking, and we can't wait to for you to subscribe so that you never miss us. Yeah, that'd be really great. <laughs> Thanks so much. Okay, okay. Bye. Bye. Bye.